You're listening to FCFL Live. show that brings you all the stats, weekly breakdowns, interviews, and next week's picks. And enjoy the show as Shane and John bring you all the info inside the Florida Champions Football League. All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, my name is John Wesleski. I am the current commissioner of the Florida Champion Football League. And my co-host, uh, or I don't even want to call him my co-host. He's, he's a host. He's the one who actually started this show uh, years ago, Shane Hagen. How you doing, Shane? All right, all right. <laughs> well, thanks, uh, thanks for joining us, and thanks for uh, for producing this show and uh, giving us a format to expand on. And I want to shout out to all the semi-pro uh, football nation across uh, this great United States and uh, across the globe. If you're tuning in to us the first time, this is our first show this season. We got uh, two weeks to catch up on. We didn't get a show in last week, so uh, being our first week, kind of kind of a hectic week. But uh, we'll uh, we'll recoup, recoup, and then recap for you first, and then uh, second week, and then we'll ease on into some stats. Just going to give the little bit of the show rundown. We'll uh, we'll go through the power rankings. Uh, do some players of the week, teams of the week, games of the week. We'll go over that. Second hour, we want to bring in our two guests tonight, uh, Roger Lewis, from uh, the owner of the Space Coast Tar Heels uh, up on the, the great uh, right coast of uh, Florida, <laughs> east coast, should we call it, and Mr. Jason Nielsen, uh, the owner of the Florida War Eagles. Uh, if you haven't heard of the Florida War Eagles, they were previously uh, AKA East Lake War Eagles. Same team, different owner, new name. So, uh, Shane, go ahead. Tell us what you got this yeah, week. I'm just trying to catch everything up and, like you said before, get everything on track to where we're even with the current week in the FCFL. <laughs> So uh, how's uh, how's everything go? By the way, if you don't know, Shane is the general manager of the West Coast Soldiers, and uh, we're going to go over a little bit of the game here in a little bit. The first the uh, game game one week one uh, against the Orlando Phantoms. Uh, that was a great matchup, great brawl. Uh, so we'll get a little bit of inside information with Shane here, and. Uh, and break down uh, the uh, Chiefs Immortals game as well, and uh, shoot around the league a little bit, and uh, go through that. So, 
Um, Shane, you want to do a little bit of a, a, a background on, on yourself? I know a lot of the guys tuning in and the owners know you, but uh, just for the people who don't um, know. A former player, played semi-pro for like 12 years, all through my little town of Pasco County here in Florida in the middle of nowhere. Um, a few times all-star, just was always good with other people and, you know, met a lot of people and transferred over to becoming a general manager of the West Coast Soldiers when it was made after the, the what was Hudson Cobras became the Tampa Bay Patriots, which became a powerhouse in the FFA. And when they did that, we no longer had a team here in Pasco. There was a few others like the um, Pirates and the Hitmen were around and the Ballers had just started. Ballers went on to win the UFF that year. And we became the Soldiers and just a whole bunch of guys in the middle of nowhere playing together. And well, we that's a great story. <laughs> um, because, uh, you know, um, what we'll eventually get into, uh, you know, with this show, and we talk about it a lot uh, off the air, is uh, really what your organizations do for the communities out there. And these gentlemen uh, and ladies now that are uh, in your programs. So it's it's more than just football, but it's a family of football based, you know, off of that passion for the game. Yeah, um, it's basically what it's bigger. The bigger picture is always to find the younger guys and put them in the right direction, get them off the streets, get them away from their surroundings and give them an outlet to play some football and have some fun. I mean, let a little bit of anger out, not too much, you know? (laughs) Well, it is essential in this day and age, you know, we deal with a lot of stress and, uh, you know, some people, you know, they punch the punching bag or hit the speed bag or go to the gym and work out. Um, you know, uh, Ball is, you know, is is a great sport. Uh, you don't have to be a tough guy or a, a badass to to play football. Uh, it, it's really a mindset, and uh, you guys, uh, you know, try to, you know, put a lot of these young men back into uh, faith based organizations, put them back into school. Like you said, keep them off the street, keep their minds occupied so that they don't have that idle time to uh, to to let the the evil side work its work its ways. So, yeah. Um. Really, you know, I, I've done a few shows. Uh, I, I've I've done a few podcasts. Uh, um, previously, and and they touched on a, you know a few different owners and whatnot. Um. So you know, I left youth football to come to this level and and, and do this because I you know I seen some some things in, in youth football, the saturation with the coaches and the help, it's kind of overwhelming. And when I came to this level and I really started investigating and really doing my homework, uh, what I seen was, um, quite frankly, unacceptable. And, uh, so me and, you know, four or five other guys, owners, players, you know, got to talking and, uh, you know, it's, not nothing uh, really out of the ordinary what, you know, what the FCFL wants to do, but we just want to unite 
the semi-pro world try to eliminate the stigma of the nonsense that goes on within the uh, semi-pro ranks, amateur adult tackle ranks, and put some more emphasis on the professional organizations. To say semi-pro, well, we don't pay any players. So what we mean by semi-pro is that the organizations are run as a professional, but the players are still allowed to be NCAA eligible and off outside of our season still able to you know, play for other leagues and uh, other organizations. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that the FCFL formed for teams and organizations that want the structure, that want that, you know, discipline to, to be better every day. You know, we, we all go through life and make mistakes, but, you know, watching, I think somebody told me today, I talked, I've talked to so many people today. One of the owners or the coaches told me today that this is their third league in three years. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, you know, this is why we started it because we kept seeing teams year after year going, I'm not happy here. I want to go here. Let me check it out here. I'm going to go here. So, you know, uh, I said this at the the meeting uh, before, and I'll say it again. The FCFL isn't for everybody and, and everybody isn't for us. So, you know, being that our second year, we're still, you know, we're still trying to, you know, accomplish what our vision is and what our goal is. Sometimes, you know, uh, we take a chance on teams and organizations uh, that don't have the, you know, um, storied background or, 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 uh, you know, years of experience. So, you know, just like every other team, you have to start somewhere. Everybody deserves a shot. Absolutely. But, you know, uh, you know, just like everybody else, you know, we, we, we make a plan, we set out and, you know, we have to adapt and overcome uh, as the military cliche goes, but, uh, and talking to a West coast soldier, I'm sure you appreciate that. So. <laughs> so, um, Let's get into a little bit now that we've done our formal introductions and done our show intro, a little bit of the rundown of what we're going to do each week. Let's get right into to doing a little bit of the recap for, uh, for, for week one. What do you say? Yeah, I'm just trying to get to it right now. Week one. Unfortunately, my uh, calendar on the site will not let me go to week one. I'll, I'll schedule games for some reason. Okay. Yeah. I go to home. And then, uh, we can go to, uh, any specific team schedule, but we can go to the whole, whole week yeah, schedule. That's what I was going to do this, this, okay. This, 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 this calendar on here, we go backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, the biggest thing that I saw when we saw our schedule for the year was we liked how the FCFL was doing week one. You had the rematch of champions, basically. Yep. You had the South Data Mortals versus the Chiefs. 
week one, right out the gate. They played in the Super Bowl last week for the FCFL. And then in yep. the North, you had two teams that came from the um, now defunct United Football Federation of America, which was the Orlando Phantoms and the West Coast Soldiers. Mm-hmm. So you automatically started the season with two championship games coming right at you. <laughs> it was a great weekend. Yes, a, very, a lot of anticipation that week. There was, absolutely. From a lot of people, a lot of people were looking at those games from outside of just Florida. Um, oh, yeah, big matchups. Yeah, because the Orlando Phantoms, had, the Phantoms, the Soldiers, and the Mortals had just played in the National Bowl Championship like yep. the week before. Yep. And, and if I'm not mistaken, two out of the three won those bowl games. Am I not correct? Three brought on the national championship to the FCFL. That's right. That's right. Um, the only team that lost, I believe, was the Phantoms, right? Which, yeah, I mean, the Phantoms have won, like, I believe it's six or yeah, seven no. times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're a great organization. I was listening to uh, Coach T uh, yeah. last night and his boys on the uh, Sports Talk Radio up there in Orlando. And uh, you know, I've listened to him a couple of times. He does a great job up there. He's got a he's got a great organization. He's got a, a great uh, pace. Uh, he's got a great format to follow and emulate. So, all you young cats out there that are uh, looking to be a great organization, put your eyes over yeah. there. You'll learn a lot. Definitely, definitely somebody you want to look at and listen to because he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and that let, that gets us more involved into the game between your team and his team because you both are kind of like, you know, chess players. You you both have this mastermind set where you're, you know, you have this, this game plan and you're going to stick to it and you're going to battle. Yeah, it's a lot to do with um, start to the top. Your owner has to be. I mean, I mean, I've known Ed, Ed, the owner of the Soldiers, since high school, and he's always <laughs> been. Great. He's going to give you everything he's got, just like Coach T. He's going to give you everything he's got, every practice, every day. He's going to put all his energy into that program, and uh, there ain't too many people that can say that Michael Torres and Ed Meyer don't put everything they got into their program. Yeah, I've never heard that. So. <laughs> Let's let's not even put that as a rumor. <laughs> yeah, no, and like you said, it, it you know it starts with uh, starts with discipline. You know, I mean, you got to have a, a a set of rules and standards, and uh, and they can't be compromised for anybody and anyone. Um, that's how you build a championship organization. That's how you you know you you build integrity with with your people in your organization. Yeah, and it goes right down the chain. I mean, from your owner to your head coach. I mean, we've we've had Troy for a number of years, and Troy has the same thoughts that we have every week. We want to know. That's all we want to do. Want to know every week. That's our motto. Nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. You know, when you're in this 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 game and this level, you really have to, uh, you know, you really have to be sharp. So, you know, you can't, can't leave anything out. So, um, how did that, I mean, 
give us some insight on that game. Uh, you know, it was a close game for a while. Um, which one? The, uh, your 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 game. The your game with the uh, um, it, Phantoms. Honestly, I'll tell you, it's great. I mean, both teams came out flat, and they played flat almost the whole game. I mean, it was I mean an all-out war for both teams, but we both teams didn't play like we usually play. I don't know if it was too much anticipation coming week one. You know. We're going to knock this out week one, and we're going to get it out the way with two of the top teams around. But, uh, yeah, I don't think either team played the way they will play for the rest of the year. Yeah, the first game's always kind of, you know, everybody's yeah. trying to feel each other out. Even though, uh, you know, they played, you know, bowl games or, you know, preseason games, it's still, you know, first game. Yeah, I mean, but um, like the Phantoms, they only played their bowl game, and that was it. Us, we played a bowl game, and that was it. We tried to play another game that didn't work out. Uh, we sent out a lot of invites for people to come play, but didn't get very many people accepting it. So we really had a lot of rust to move with a whole new – a majority of about 25 guys were new to the team. <laughs> well, you know, um, and that's – you know, it goes back to uh... – you know, the Phantoms, they have a, a big enough squad where they can uh, practice against each other, and that helps. You know, then you don't have to play a ton of uh, preseason games in that regard. But uh, even, you don't get that feeling, you know, like a, when you're lining up against your your teammate every day like you do when you're lining up against a, an opponent or a rivalry, so to speak. So, You know, if I can state that the fact because I coach youth football and Kids will hit the kids will know all day long until they see a kid they don't know and then they don't want to hit them. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, our, our good old uh, boxing uh, king, uh, Mike Tyson, said it best everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So. <laughs> but. Uh, so yeah, that game. Uh, uh, the final score of that game was um, it was a close one too. It was a seventeen fourteen. Yeah, seventeen fourteen. So that that to wake up three minutes left and try to play some football. And so that means uh, the Phantoms got a, a a good field goal kicker, or at least um, yeah, one that can put it through the uprights. Yeah, they, yeah. They're pretty good. They, that extra point is kind of long. What is it, like 33 yards? Yeah, exactly. So, every game the Soldiers and the Phantoms played always came down to a field goal. Well, In the you know. four-game history or five-game history it is now, every game came down to three points. Some of the uh, the youth leagues reverse it. They say one point for run or throw in and two points for the field goal, which you know encourages yeah. them to – try to develop kickers, which nobody at the youth level tries to do anymore. Of course, they're trying to take it out of the game completely anyway, so I, I don't, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. like that aspect of it, but that's a whole other talk show. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that on another. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, – yeah. Um, let's move on to the uh, – 
the Chiefs and Immortals game, that uh, that game was highly anticipated, the rematch up of uh, last year's Super Bowl in the FCFL. No. And uh, that was a close game for a, for a while, too. Um, the Immortals were up for a while, and then uh, the Chiefs, Chiefs came back and 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 made it uh made the win um i've seen some some great footage from those games uh the immortals got uh quite the quarterback there and uh i believe his name's well they they call him the rocket man eh? what is it number zero i think um was it number zero or number two um, is it let me go look. Let me look yeah, I remember watching both of them. So, but uh, quite impressive. Uh, if you watch the film, which I'm sure you did, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I may watch film. Yeah, uh, it looked pretty good. I mean, the film is so hard to judge. It's not like being there live. That's the only thing I hate about yeah. film. I'd yeah. rather be there live for every game I could possibly see. Yeah, no question I mean, about it. At the end of the day, it looked like it reminded me. weren't the Immortals up last year in the Super Bowl too? They were. Um, they were. They were in a position to win it, and uh, and and it, it came down to one play. And uh, they they actually were. I believe they were driving on a on a on the final series of downs, and I believe it ended in an interception, if I'm not mistaken. But so, uh, yeah, that's number two. Uh, Jarvan Anderson uh, is the quarterback uh, that they called him. Uh, his nickname, I guess, uh, I seen online was Rocket Man. So, <laughs> gotta love it. I didn't see him in the last video I saw. He did not play last week. He he injured his ankle, from what I was uh, from what I was informed. So, I'm hoping that he'll be ready uh, Friday night, which uh, you know I intend on being at the. Uh, or Saturday night's game here in Homestead uh, between the Immortals and the Saints. So I'm I'm fired up. Um, the Saints, the Saints are good. I Saints are good. The, I did find the schedule now. I'm all the way back to week one now. <laughs> okay. You know, um, I wanted to ask somebody, and I probably should have asked uh, Jasper himself, the owner of the Saints, um, how how long were they out for? How long was their hiatus? How how many years were they off for? They were out for at least, I'd say two to two to three years because I played against Jasper in Miami, and that's when they were the oh, that's where my old brain here. Uh, <laughs> they were a green team, Miami's. Oh, I don't remember. Okay, but but it was at least a couple of years. You're saying? Yeah, they were going for a couple of years. Yes. Well, that's pretty impressive well, that's to. Uh, a whole different name, yeah. To have a couple of years, two to three years off, and come back into a new league and be two and zero. Oh. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. And again, yeah, I watched uh, watched both of their their. Uh, their game films and you know nothing that's you know i want to say superstar standout but they're just getting it done as a team and that's the bottom line at the end of the day so that's sometimes that's what it takes it's just that your team has to believe in each other yeah we're not reinventing the wheel here it's just it's you know football Mm -hmm. has always been a game of uh and uh Mm -hmm. 
the ones that can, uh, you know, mesh the gears the best are the, usually the ones that uh, come out ahead. But, you know, as, as it's always been on any given Sunday, anything can happen. In our case, it's Saturday night. So, <laughs> um, what was that other game that we wanted to cover in the uh, in the first first week? Well, I'm going What's that? Barracudas versus Raiders. Barracudas versus Raiders. That was a good game too. Barracudas versus Stampede. Back then. Yes. Yeah. At the time, it was a stampede. Correct. Correct. Um, and um, Tim Miller and his Barracudas. He's always Tim Miller. Good spot. Yeah. He's been around for always. a while. And the... mm-hmm. yeah, I have a couple guys up here that used to play with him. Really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got one of the the sharpest looking logos out there. Um, he's, he's, yeah. he's got a really good graphic artist that, uh, works in his organization or, you know, plays in his organization and whatnot. And, uh, kid's very talented. I hate saying a kid. He's, he's probably a man, but my age, they're younger than my son, most of them, but it's okay. Um, I, no offense, gentlemen, ladies, if I call you a kid, it's just, uh, cause I'm an old guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have the gray hair to prove it too. <laughs> um, I just got- and then, uh, what other games were you looking for? Oh, and yeah, in week one, yeah, there's a couple low scoring. Uh, what was it? The uh, the um, Cowboys and Vultures were six to nothing. Yeah, Cowboys and Vultures. That's the one I was trying to think of. That was six to nothing, and that was a brawl. Um, yeah, I see the Cowboys playing preseason. I thought they definitely would have put up a few touchdowns. I agree. I agree. They they've got they've got a they've got a good squad. You know, it's another brand new squad, brand new team, brand new league. So, you know, uh they've they've got a few, you know, bumps in the road to get over, but I've been highly impressed so far with uh from what I've seen from the Mr. Roshlin uh, Mosey, the uh the owner and uh his his partner Juliana. Great uh it's been great to to get to know them, so uh, we look forward to seeing them blossom through the years. Uh, the uh, Tar Heels had a bye week that week, so you know they were they were tough to beat. <laughs> Barracuda Stampede, we already covered. We had the Bulls versus the Rise. The Bulls coming from the UFL. Correct. Uh, another powerhouse uh, team that uh, came over to the league, and uh, the Rise, another brand new formed team in a new, new league. So um, the bulls were impressive. I mean, six, 24, six, uh, I'm sure they, they, they probably thought that they could have put a few more points up on the board being it was a new team, but uh, um, defense looked pretty good. So, you know, The Bulls got something. They they just not showing nobody. They got something over there. <laughs> um, I agree. I know. I know the coach. I know Mathis. Even though he still owes me barbecue for like over a year. <laughs> we'll have to bring him on and uh, call him out on that, right? <laughs> he knows, oh, he knows. I told him all the time. They got um. They got some good players. I mean, 
Tracy Curry is their quarterback. The kid is lightning in a bottle. Um, yeah. Uh, I just finished watching uh, second week uh, of them last, this you know past Saturday, uh, late last night or early this morning. I don't care how you want to put it, but uh, kids got some feet. Kids got some quick feet, yeah. man. Uh, very impressive. Yeah. Just, I think the Bulls will be a good, a nice little shocker. A lot of people didn't count them in the beginning of the season. Before the season started, they were saying, "Ah, the Bulls, eh, whatever." They were, they weren't that good in the UFL. They had a bad season last year, but they got something and they're working over there. So it's going to be nice. Did they? They uh, this week. Um, did they make it to the playoffs in the UFL last year? Um, I am not sure on that. I know we had a couple players that went over there from our team last year, and uh, they got cut from our team, so they went and played with the Bulls. Okay. So I went out there a couple games when we were off. Um, I'm not sure if they made I think they did make the first round of the playoffs. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll i be honest. I I, uh, I didn't follow – much of the UFL last year or, um, or any other league, quite honestly, because I was, you know, too busy focused and had my head down. I always pay attention, but I just didn't have the time to focus like I probably should have. Um, so, and then you can only imagine this year, <laughs> six to 17, 18 teams. So yeah. Uh, you know, the work on my plate just got tripled. So we figured you were getting a little bored. So we'd add, you know, another 11 teams over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a talk show, radio, podcast every week, uh, plus all the video editing that I'm doing. Yeah, man, I love it. Listen, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, we've ran into some a great core group of, of owners. Um, we knew that it, they existed, and, you know, we just hope, and, and, you know, further down the road that uh, we can just, you know, have have a great relationship and, and, and make this league you know, something that everybody can be proud to play in and, and proud to be a part of. That's um, all we can ask, brother. That's it. That's it. Just continue to grow and make your rules and stand behind your rules. That's the biggest thing. Is that's where some yeah. leagues have failed. You, you are correct you there. Gonna, uh, it, it has to all do with the. Yep. And and you know I, I'm I'm not vested. I'm here, no ownership, never coached for any of the teams, never had any affiliation with any of these teams. So That's the best thing. You have no dog in the fight. That is the best no. Thing. And everybody gets treated the same. Everybody will, you know, be disciplined the same according to the rules because it's not my rules. It's, it's the owner's rules. That's who votes them in. That's who accepts them. And I'm just here to enforce them. That's all. Yeah. Um. But all that aside, uh, <laughs> um, let's get into week two. Hold on, let's finish week one. We still got War okay. Eagles versus Reapers. Oh, Last yeah. game in week one. Which, that, that. which was going to be, being that both teams are from my area, I'm telling you, this was going to be a game. The Reapers looked good. The War Eagles looked good. Everybody knew this was going to be a slobber knocker. I love Warriors that word. Came out. Yeah. <laughs> Warriors came out 27-9 on the Reapers, which 
I figured I, I predicted it would have been closer of a game. But yeah. If, if I was a betting man, I probably would have said three to six points, not 27 to nine. Yeah, that's where I was at. I was within, you know, yeah. a touchdown. But uh, Jason yeah. Nielsen, got it working over there. He's got Scott over there. They're working hard. Um, oh, no question about it. Uh, they are determined. They are a very yeah. determined organization and a ball club. They got some studs over there, man. And, uh, you know, the Reapers, too. You know, I've, I, again, I've seen them built. Uh, did they come from the UFL last year? Or? Uh, Reapers and War Eagles both came from the UFF over us last year. Oh, UFF. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a, better, a better game, like you said, that uh, it was an anticipated game, and I think everybody thought that that was going to be a much closer game. But nonetheless, uh, good turnout. Jason, he's got his program on the right track. He's got the, I think he's got the right coaches in the right spots, and he's got it all figured out. Um, don't tell him I said good things about him because he won't believe you. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, just like um, the Reapers, they they had a rough year last year, and I mean I think they got it figured out now. I mean, yeah, they're not exactly winning, but they're playing a lot better football than they ever have. That's that's good to hear. That's great to hear. I, you know, I figured out with Tony Stewart and Von Viz and Eric Gohar. I mean, um, every, the teams are looking good right now. Everybody looks like they got everything figured out, and they're actually you know getting it, and they're ready to compete at the top level and knock off any number one team any week. That's that's exactly what we want to hear. Um, and I know that's uh, you know. From talking to Jovan before, you know that's what he strives to do. You know he uh, he uses a lot of you guys and your organizations as role models, and like you said, he's uh, he's bound and determined. So you will see them uh, in the future be uh, one of those top dog yeah. ranked teams. Yeah, I mean everybody's working towards. It. I mean we all started off not the greatest. I mean we were two and eight. <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> win the game. Those are horrible seasons, but you got to hey, endure them. You know we stuck with it. Yep. Yep. It's what makes good teams great is uh, having the ability to be humble when you lose and, and, you know, just as humble when you win. So, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yeah. At our level, you know, again, you know, at our level, you got to close the book because, you know, you got to go to work the next day or, you know, this isn't a professional NFL where these, you know, guys just, uh, you know, get to cruise off in their Ferraris or, you know, Land Rovers after the game. It doesn't work like that here, you know. Yeah, I've seen a few of them cruise off in their Land Rovers. (laughs) They must be on the Phantoms. (laughs) Um. No. All right, so we're going to week two, sir. We're at week two now. Cool. Um, we just want to start at the top, work our way down, or is there any certain yeah. game you were thinking of? No, they just we start right mm-hmm. now. Well, we had the Chiefs got the got a forfeit against the team they were playing. Um, so they got yeah. two nothing in this. And then we went to the Lee County Tigers versus the Outlaws. Listen, there's a team a lot of people don't know about, and it's the Lee County Tigers. Yes, uh, sir. Watch the, watch the live feed of those boys playing football. 
most of those kids are under 21, 22 years old. Yeah, you can you can definitely tell they they're young. Nothing. They are not afraid to play no football. Very impressed by that quarterback too. Yeah, definitely a team to keep an eye on because they're going to make some noise. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, the quarterback may not have the, the, the greatest arm, but he's got those feet. And when he's in trouble, it, you know, they, they get him out of trouble sometimes. So uh, definitely uh, – and, and they had some uh, some really badass-looking uniforms uh, the other night. Yeah, the Bengal, old Bengal striped up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're uh, the first week I played, seen them. They were in all white, so it wasn't you know it's just another white uniform. But uh, this week they had some nice color flash, so I I like it. Yeah, they played the uh, um, Outlaws, Palm Beach Outlaws, and Outlaws yeah. won nineteen to thirteen, which was a lot closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, wow. I agree. Now the Outlaws are supposed to be really good too. I mean, I've seen. A few little videos of them. We've been trying to play them for years. We just never get the chance. Outlaws are always competitive. Um, They're at that level where they want the next, you know, they want those championships. They want those playoff wins. And uh, they've got a a great quarterback this year. And, uh, you know, they've really focused in the offseason on, you know, picking up some some good – linemen and whatnot. So uh, definitely a team that's, uh, you know, been around for a while and uh, wants to regain that, uh, that top stature in the league. That quarterback put up some pretty impressive numbers for the first night, but you know, there was a ton of yards after the catch. That's how his yards. That's how his average got. So got so big that day. Yeah. You got to take that average and times it out by 10 games and, it won't be that. Nonetheless, still impressive to take advantage yeah. of, you know, seize yeah. the day. You know, hey. Yep. Yep. Listen, you can put them up, put them up. Yeah, not many NFL quarterbacks can say they had a 398-yard day. So, you know, pat on the back yeah. there, bro. Well. Um, um, the next game was the Tar Heels won by – it's like a forfeit. Yeah. Yeah, that was the and outlaws that, that uh, Yeah. The Tampa That's outlaws been... that folded them. And you had the Cougars, which are another new team versus the Reapers. Uh yes. Very impressive win. Yeah, I like these Cougars. They they got something. I know yeah, you guys they're solid. They look pretty solid. They look like I know I went to the owner meeting for the FCFL and there was like nine of them people there from the Cougars. I was like, holy cow, these guys are. <laughs> They're like wolves. They travel in packs. Hey, that's a good thing. It shows, you know, everybody's on board. It shows unity. Absolutely. No, I agree 100%. Uh, the more the merrier. You know, I would love to be able to, you know, next year ha- invite, you know, players and everything, you know, after, of course, the owners' meeting, but uh, we'll work on that. <laughs> so the crew was in that one, thirty to nothing against the. There was a. Uh, you know team. what? Did you watch that film? 
I'm sure you did. There was a very yeah. impressive catch uh, young man made in the touchdown. I'm looking for my notes because I wrote it down. Uh, uh, let me see right here. Let me see if I got it. Number six. Number six for the Reapers. Uh, or no, number three wide receiver for the Cougars. An unbelievable catch in the uh, end zone. Went through uh, defensive play. He was double covered in the corner. Went through uh, the first defender's hands, and he caught it for a touchdown stretch now going for it. <laughs> so kudos, man. Great catch. Yeah. Well, focus on the ball. Sorry, I had to flip screens here. Yeah. Um, you had the Saints versus the Vultures, which the – Saints continue to roll. Saints continue to roll. Yeah, it almost reminds me of the New Orleans Saints. Yep, yep. And you know, big matchup uh, down here this weekend. You know, if they uh, if they beat the Immortals, man, whew, you better look out, FCFL. These boys in the South are on a tear down here. Yeah. But I know the Immortals are gonna they're gonna dig their heels in. They're at home. You know, they've had. Uh, Two games starting off on the road, so um, they got a big uh, yeah. They got a big audience invited down here too. So uh, you know their opening game. I'm actually trying to get it live streamed. I've been been talking with Nico, trying to get it to uh, see if he can line up a live stream for it. So I hope we can make that happen. Nonetheless, um, I've seen we'll the videos. I want to see. What, I'd love to see what kind of attendance they have at their games. Well, I'll, I'll definitely be there, and I'll take pictures and stuff. Last year, they had they had uh, quite a a big attendance. They had quite a few people there. I went to uh, one of the games. I can't remember who it was against. For um, life, me, I got pictures of it. So, but nonetheless, uh, um, Saints and Vultures. That was a you know. 12-6, you know, I mean, again, Vultures uh, only score six. They got 12 points for the season, so they got to get that offense cranked up. Yeah, definitely. What was the next one? Cuda, uh, Cowboys versus Barracudas. Cowboys picked up their first one of the years. Impressive win, uh, by the way. Uh, it just fits. That was a, a last minute, last minute goal line play. Uh, One of those gritty games. Those are the best games ever made. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, it was a, it was a good game to watch. You know, like I said, it would just went back and forth, back and forth. So, um, love to see it. Uh, congratulated uh, the Cowboys on their first win as an organization and uh, their first win in the FCFL. Let's hope they can uh, continue to do more. And the last game was um, Immortals and Bulls, which I think we already talked about that one. The Bulls winning over the Immortals eight to six. Yeah, we yeah we talked about that one a little bit. I was uh, uh like I said, uh, I think a lot of people expected that to be a much higher scoring game than it was, but um, still, uh, the game that I watched, uh, you know, the highlight reels that I watched was uh, it's pretty good. You know, it was a defensive battle couple fumbles, interceptions, uh, so hard-fought game. You know, they, uh, the, the Immortals traveled six hours to, to play that game, 
and and then take it on the chin. Woo, that's tough, baby. It's tough, but uh, <laughs> that's how it works in the in the you know in the big leagues. That's you know you want to play in the in the big leagues. That's how it works. You know you got to make those trips and uh, you got to be. They traveled thirty deep too, so uh, you know it wasn't like they just took you know twenty two players up there to try to make the cut. So uh, they they put their heart and soul into it. Just came up short. All right, so then we're all coming up to week three, but we're doing week three later, so we're good with that. Yeah, let's. Uh, we can we can run down the uh, let's run down the, the power lady. ranking. Yeah. No, that's where we're headed to. Yeah. Um, okay, so for week three, the power rankings: number one, the Miami Chiefs; number two, the Orlando Phantoms. What happened in the power rankings? Where did it shrink? Number three, the West Coast Soldiers. Number four, the Florida War Eagles, who made a jump up from number five. Number five, the Central Florida Bulls, who made a jump up from number seven. Uh, The Space Coast Tar Heels stayed even at number six. Um, Pompano Beach Outlaws jumped into the number seven spot. They were previously number nine. Um, South Data Mortals, who were previously number four, fell to number eight. Miami Saints jumped up two spots to no one spot. I'm sorry about that. One spot to number nine from number ten. Miracle City Cougars jumped up to see the top ten of the FCFL from number twelve. And then number eleven is the Bay Area Reapers. Number 12 is the Palm Beach Cowboys. 13 is the Broward Barracudas. 14 is the Bay Area Reapers. 15 is the Lee County Tigers. 16 is the Largo Raiders. 17 is the Polk County Rise. Okay, you have 16 and 18 on the same team. <laughs> Okay. would be the Portland Rise, and 17 would be the Largo Raiders. So whoever, just a little error on the power rankings, none big, easy fix. Well, we're going to bring Jason in here shortly. Actually, I should start getting him, uh, getting him ready to come into the room. Uh, we're going to bring him in, uh, Roger. In what's that? You got his big intro ready. <laughs> yeah, and now. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the uh, the power ranking system that we're using um, this year, we we've all kind of agreed that uh, Mr. Jason Nielsen's uh, power ranking system is is what we're going to use. I mean, listen, there's there's a hundred different ways we can do power rankings, and you know, we just want to try to be fair about it. That you know, it, it includes everything that you can possibly, you know, have, and, and we'll let him describe it a little bit more when he gets on, but, you know, it has to do with all of the variables, obviously, and it's not just one stat or the other. Yeah. Cause there's so many different ways you could do it. I mean, it's just crazy. There's a numerous ways you could do it. So as long as we got one certain way, everybody seems to be happy with it. Lock it in, write it out. Let's go. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, everybody seems to be having fun so far, you know, and that's ultimately what it's about. These guys just want to play football. You guys just want to coach. The owners want the W's, you know, they all want to get I, to the Super Bowl. I just want to watch them talk to them. Um, all right, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me see about getting, uh, getting these guys in here. Um, if you want, uh, you can uh, kind of talk about uh, uh, the game of the week this week. We've got a big matchup in the North. Right. The game of the week for the North would be the War Eagles versus the Bulls. Two teams, 2-0. Two and oh. um, And they're playing at the War Eagles, so the home field goes to the War Eagles. And it's going to be a close game. I mean, the Bulls, we're going to see how they travel and how well they travel. Um, War Eagles had that home field advantage, and they're deep with players. (laughs) I don't know what happened there. Anyway. My pick was the War Eagles on that one. I like the Bulls, nothing against the Bulls, but I just picked the War Eagles. So, um, All right, sure I'm back. I got Roger on the line. Um, Roger Lewis. I got Roger, uh, Roger Lewis on the line from uh, the, the Space Coast Tar Heels, Roger Lewis, the owner. We're going to bring him on right now, and I'll uh, we'll let, uh, let you to start uh, talking, and then I'll get out of here and get uh, Jason on the line, and we'll continue the show. Okay. Welcome, Roger. How yes, you doing sir. tonight? I mean, I'm doing good, man. It's a big pleasure to be on the show tonight, man. You're on the well, we thank you. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, good. We're just looking at your your game for this week to see you got a pretty a tough game. Yeah, we got a the Cougars. We got something special over there. I, I played against a lot of those boys over there with um, several different teams. A lot of them came from the the Stallions, few from the Wildcats a few years back. Man, it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a good game. And we see you got a lot of support from your surrounding city. We see oh that, yeah, uh, man. this year. I mean, going in, going Tar Heels going into the second year, man is. It's a big jump for me. It's, it's been fun. It's been a lot of work and uh, bringing in uh, my co-owner, Matt Persons, you know what I'm saying, over from the Rage. Um, He's been around the game for a while, so that's really big for the organization this year. Um, just year two, we just brought it kind of fast, you know, and um, I like the way it's going. Players and support, and like you said, all our home games are live streamed by Space Coast Daily, you know, and Astronaut High School with all the support that we get from them. And um, Space Coast, um, the Panthers, the Little League league team that we adopted that we work with closely. I mean, it's just Bavard County has been around us and pushing us right along in year two. Yeah, that's what it seems like you guys got a bunch of support. That um, well, field you got is a nice facility, easy parking, everything's nice and easy. Um, the field's good shape. You got plenty of seating. 
Even got a nice little announcer booth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either it, both of the fields on the campus, you know, so we bounce back and forth, um, especially with the high school soccer and all the different events that the high school hosts. So we we bounce back and forth between the two fields that's on campus, and both of them is very equal in quality of the field. So um, yeah. I'm excited about this year, man. It's, it's, it's really going in the way that I, I hope and I've foreseen it going this year and above what I've seen it going this year. Like I said, year two, you know what I'm saying? Who would have thought year two would be the way it is right now? I mean, year two, you're making plenty of noise. I mean, you made a ton of noise last year. Yeah, we um we definitely started off slow last year. You know, um, it was definitely a slow start for us. You know what I'm saying? I think we went like 0-3 the first beginning of the year, and then we got a win, and then we lost a couple more. We made a run at the end of the year, you know what I'm saying, to make it in the playoffs. We had to beat the Gators to make it to the playoffs, and we, and we actually – my my guys went up there hungry. We traveled up to Ocala because they had to play in Ocala that um that game. We traveled up to Ocala, and I think we dropped thirty five points on them. And I think we beat them thirty five to seven or something. They previously beat us at home early in the season, but you know, so we weren't having that the second mm-hmm. game. So our boys went up there hungry the second game, and we beat them. And then we went up to Georgia and beat them in a playoff. I got our first playoff win. I remember um, when we beat the, beat the um, Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, we went out there to beat the Revolution. And we fell short against the Phantoms. You know, um, well, they on our schedule this year. We get to redeem ourselves. Or at least <laughs> yeah. attempt to. You looking forward to that game? Oh, yeah. That's that's a marquee game for us. Um, even though we're taking one week at a time, it's always the Phantoms on the back of the line. You know, a little history between me and the Phantoms. For the last three years, you know what I'm saying, I ran in the Phantoms whether – it was with my own team or playing with the team. Um, and they stopped me from going to the championship the last three years. So it's definitely definitely a marquee game for me. Rivalry. Rivalry brewing. Hey, rivalry. I mean, you can say that, but it's not quite there, man. Uh, Coach T, you know what I'm saying? I talked to Coach T before I started my team, and he gave me a lot of pointers and, you know what I'm saying, helped me out a lot. So it's not it, – it's That's great. I got a lot of respect for Coach T, but also – I got a lot of animosity against this team because they always talk to me for more than the championship. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a good thing. Yeah. So um, I got a, I picked up a lot of a lot of good pieces this year. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of vets, also a lot of newbies. Um, so I mean, I like the the way we're gelling right now. Preseason, we played a, we played a, whole, a a good amount of preseason games. We played five. We went four and one. Um, yeah. We only lost by two points to uh, the uh, Wolverines, uh, South Florida Wolverines, which is an amazing team over in the FFA. You know what I'm saying? We had them beat on a one-yard line, but we fell short. Mother Goose. And then, uh, and then last week uh, with the Outlaws folding, and we, we brought down the Georgia Cobras. You know, um, they didn't travel with a full roster, but they definitely came out to, um, to play. So, you know what I'm saying? We took that win 19-6. So, you know, I'm excited the way the year is going so far. Definitely looking good for you right now. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to play um a tough caliber team over there in um they in Daytona. So we're gonna see what happens, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully we get our quarterback back this week. Uh, um Cam Cam Stroud actually stepped up the last couple of weeks and did his thing. He was my starter last year, but bringing over a Matt 
a more seasoned veteran. You know what I'm saying? He kind of dropped back to number two, but he's uh, he's been stepping up all week, you know, since the last two weeks and almost beat the Wolverines and laid us to a victory last uh, last week. So I'm excited to see who's going to start this who's going to start this week. Uh, it's a tough what decision in camp. Uh, Cam yeah. Trout and then Matt Persons. Yeah, Matt Persons wasn't he with the Rage? Yeah, he was with the Rage. He was the Rage okay. quarterback for years. Yeah. <clears throat> I also yeah, played with the Lakeland Gators. Got the championship over there in the Lakeland Arena. Um, great guy, great quarterback. And also, he uh, came in this year as um, co-owner. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of good athletes over there. I mean, oh yeah, you know, um, Cam himself. Cam is a good kid. He is a good athlete. Cam's Cam's a great kid, man, and I love his gameplay. I mean, he's a weapon wherever he steps foot on the field. Either if that receiver, either that quarterback, play a little bit of DB, man, it's a great kid, great athlete, man, all around athlete, athlete. He can play anywhere on that field and be successful on it. And like I said, the last two games, the Wolverine games, he got to step up. When Matt went down, he he dropped from twelve on answer on answer points. And then last week, we um he drove us down to get the the winning touchdown, and then our defense and our special team still the deal. <clears throat> So our, our, our defense, man, I think our defense has scored maybe like 10 touchdowns this preseason. Our defense is crazy. And that's uh, the defense under, under David Dye, well-renowned coach. He coached with the Rage, coached with the Phantoms two years ago. Uh, he's yeah. been with the um, the Ravens. Ravens. He's been around a while. Yeah. We, we all know him. He's a good coach. So, yeah, I mean, it's just the nucleus of players and coaches that I have, man. I can't. I went training for the world. You know, um, everything's going good up here in camp. Well, I can I can tell you, Roger. Uh, I think I, I I posted on one of your uh, your social media things that uh, I, I I'm impressed. I didn't know you were a player, and the way you run and organize the team, you would never know that you're a player. So my hats off to you. Uh, kudos to you and your organization for for being uh, who you are and, 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 and wanting the best out of, out of everybody that you come in touch with. It's, it's awesome yeah, I'm to see. A, I'm, a, I'm a player by default, man. Uh, offensive linemen come <laughs> down a dozen, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's kind of hard. So I'm looking for a center to replace me next year so I can actually retire. And I'm, uh, I've been looking for a center for two years, so I'm trying to retire. Well, I'm trying to get up out of here. But it, I definitely got, here's I your opportunity to start recruiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can oh, throw yeah. your number out there so you can start recruiting. Call him now, please. <laughs> Call me now. Office alignment center. <laughs> but yeah, um it's definitely it's definitely been a it's definitely been a roller coaster ride for me, ups and downs, you know. Um it definitely take a lot of work and a lot of hard work and dedications, you know, even at practice trying to take phone calls, trying to get on conference mm-hmm. calls, you know. It, it, it takes a team, and I, I want to, you know what I'm saying, give a shout-out to my my staff, you know what I'm saying, Marty, Lexi, you know, Amanda, all all the ladies behind the scenes that, you know what I'm saying, put in just as much work as I do, you know what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's an organization that we're building, you know. Um, I got, you know what I'm saying, my general manager, Lexi, also doubles as my trainer when we have her stretched out and she's separate to the plate and about a hundred. So. Awesome. 
Well, and then to hear you, uh, you know, affiliate yourself with a little league uh, youth football team is something that I, I preach constantly. It, it will only improve your organization. And it will only improve the, the players if you can get them involved, the players that you can get involved with coaching those youth, those youth kids. It will change the way they see the game. It will change the way that they play the game for a better uh, a game and a, and a better you know, team for you. Absolutely. Yeah, and this year I actually stepped up in a, big, a bigger role in the youth. You know, what I'm saying um, I'm, I'm an assistant player agent in the youth program that we are we are affiliated with. So it's 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 a lot. You know, what I'm saying I'm trying to run the team and player agent of the youth league, and you know, it's, it's a lot. You know, what I'm saying and everything's happened for a reason, and it's it's going it's going the way that I needed to go. And you're doing eight man in the summer. Holy smokes! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a little um, bad taste in my mouth. I think this is my last year doing eight man. But um, uh, okay. the team that you know, so my team last year we was in the championship. We lost to the championship to uh, a very very good organization down on uh, the South Florida Reapers over in the FFA. Um, mm-hmm. They took the championship from us. You know, what I'm saying we fell short, but we'll be back. Okay. Okay. Well. You know, Raj, hang out with us. Uh, we also have on the line with us uh, Jason Nielsen from the Florida War Eagles. And uh, I, I, I've been corrected, and I'm going to let him come in and make the proper correction so that uh, I can be formally corrected on the ownership of the Florida War Eagles. Jason, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to – to correct you on Messenger there, I just a little OCD about those things, and I just wanted to make sure I gave a shout-out to the rest of the ownership group. I am one of four owners of the War Eagles, so uh, that's okay. the only correction. Perfect. <laughs> and it needs to be out there because, again, you know, I don't want to, you know, uh, step on anybody's toes. I don't want to offend anybody. I definitely want to give everybody credit for where the credit's due. I want to give you, just like we did Roger, you know, the time to, to give, you know, your, your people all of the, the kudos that they deserve because, once again, uh, we, we think you've got a great organization. It's run well. It's, it's maintained well, uh, and, and it functions great. You're 2-0. and How are you liking life, sir? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I would have liked to finish the game last week. Um, obviously, things happened, and that's out of our control. But we're looking forward to the game this week. It's uh, going to be a real good one, and looking uh, definitely forward to the challenge for sure. The Bulls got some going over there. They got a lot of little athletes I haven't heard of before, and I'm looking forward to seeing them on the field. Yeah, I know Shane's got. Uh, I know Shane's got some uh, some questions he wants to hit you up on that game because we're all looking forward to that game. It is the game of the week, by the way, of the North. So I definitely appreciate that. Come out to the game. We're at the East Lake Sports Complex. You don't want to miss out on my uh, smoked pulled pork. Thanks for attested that personally. Oh, see, now you're yeah. talking mine and Shane's language. <laughs> he knows that. <laughs> I just need him to send a few over to my field because we have a game that night. So. All right. I'm yeah. you, I'm charging you a double every time now. We slow smoke pork for a good 16 hours. It's a pretty big draw. I got some people who come to the game just to eat. <laughs> I come to the game yeah. just to eat the food. Shit, if I can find a day off to get up there, I'll be up for that food jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, we got a really good squad this year. I'm really proud of our guys. They really 
coming together and, and focusing more this year. It's been the same group of guys now for the last three seasons, and we've got a really good core. We've added some pieces, but they're, they're finally operating as one, as opposed to, you know, a lot of Chiefs, no Indians. It's guys are falling in line, doing their job. Egos are being put to the side so everybody can flourish. It's uh, it's kind of it's kind of beautiful to watch. Yeah, sounds like a symphony. I know it's tough. It's tough to do. It's tough to make it all happen. The Eagles, you know, uh, at the youth level it aren't huge, but I can, I, you know, I can only imagine uh, at your guys' uh, level the Eagles that have to be put in check. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it's usually what makes who they are. I love uh, some of the players' attitude that I see already that make themselves, you know, vocal on social media and whatnot. And, you know, hey, it's no different than the NFL. You know, you got guys who speak up and say their mind and you got guys that sit back and just do the time. So, um, absolutely. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the, what's that? I said it's just about striking the balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that matchup, uh, this weekend against the bulls. Um, how do you, have you, obviously you've been reviewing some of the bulls film. Um, what do you think about them? Well, first off, I do want to say hats off to the Bulls. Um, not a lot of teams at this level like to share film, and they were very forthright with it, gave me the link to the YouTube page. They were able to watch ours. So it's been nice to have a real week where the coaches can actually start breaking stuff down. And I like our game plan going into this week. Uh, I like what they're doing. There's a couple of players that, you know, obviously we have to keep an extra eye on, and we're going to game plan accordingly. But at the same time, I can't reveal too terribly much. Um, yeah, containing their quarterback is going to be a real uh, a real job. I know you have some speedsters on your team too. So, yeah, absolutely. Their quarterback's definitely very shifty. Um, you know, it's definitely going to be important to try to keep him in the pocket and limit the uh, amount of times that he gets outside and on a run. And you know, we got to be able to cover down for that because a lot of times it looks when he runs, he's not necessarily taken off to run; he's taken off to throw. So, we got to be disciplined in the secondary as well to make sure we stay in our coverages and. Don't bite up, you know? Absolutely. Shane, you got something to add? Um, the Bulls, I mean, the biggest thing for the Bulls to worry, I mean, besides their offense is high-powered, um, the War Eagles offense, when it gets rolling, it's, it can go. But the War Eagles defense is, they're, they're legit. They got a great DN. Uh, their linebackers are in corners, are not shabby. I mean, that's why I mean Absolutely. we definitely pride ourselves in defense uh, for sure and then one thing that we're definitely standing behind this year is we have uh, eight really great defensive linemen that we feel would be starting on just about any other team and, and that was what I was talking about with the egos where you know you have two three DNs they're not always seeing all the reps so the fact that they're able to rotate in guys are rotating down the tackle we're going five man three man you know, a couple of different fronts, and they're all buying in. So that's what I was talking about earlier. It's really nice to see them put the Eagles aside to where you can do something like that because a lot of teams and a lot of players don't have the ability to, you know, mature up and do that. Right, and the real test would be, I mean, if the, if the War Eagles ever get down, that's when you're going to see your real test of your character. When you're down by two touchdowns, can you guys hold it together and come back and win? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. That's, that's definitely going to be the key going forward. That's, that's where we've fallen short in the past. Uh, that's been well-known by teams that have seen us in the past. But I'm really confident with Scott. Uh, he's really instilled a mentality in these guys. They're, they're, they're looking at the game totally different uh, and, than they were in the past. And it's a great testament to the way he's been trying to teach it, um, not necessarily talking at them, but with them, working with them, you know, working with the skill guys. What do they like? What don't they like? You know, instead of trying to force something on them, that maybe they don't adjust to or force something on them that it's going to be too complicated for them to learn. He's adapting to them, and that's something that's really uh, really helped them play smarter. Right, so work with their strengths, not their weaknesses. Yeah, you know, and more build it around it as opposed to trying to force your own vision onto a team. Right, I understand. I mean, the way I see the game is more of, the Bulls have to find a way to beat the War Eagles defense. Honestly, that's just the way the game. The Bulls offense versus the War Eagles defense. If the, War, if the Bulls can find a way to take advantage of the War Eagles defense, which we're definitely going to see that video. Uh, I still, I mean, I think the War Eagles are just a little bit too much for the Bulls. I mean, what do you got them? What do you got them by, Shane? I got them by like twelve. Okay, yeah. It's going to be a good game, you know. I mean, after seeing you guys put up forty-six points in the half uh, last week, so um, it's going to be tough. You know, I'm not saying that uh, the Bulls are the same caliber, but it sounds, you know, it looks like your your offense is, uh, you know, steamrolling. They're 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 ready to roll. So. Um, the Bulls last week or this past week against the Immortals, you know, you've you seen signs that they were they're ready, but you know, again, uh, it was a good defense. So, you know, uh, Roger, uh, you don't get to play the War Eagles uh, this season per se in the regular season, but uh, are you still watching film of them? Um, I haven't had a chance to watch the War Eagles, man. Um, I've been tuning in in the, the Cougars. Uh, the Cougars are a team to watch. So I've just been locked in on them and trying to figure out the schedule, and especially with the last week, the, the, the folding of the art law. So I was kind of busy finding a team to play last week. Yeah. But I, I know War Eagles are a very solid team. They've been a solid team for the last couple of years. I had the opportunity to watch them last year because I thought we were going to run into them in the playoffs last year. So mm-hmm. um, I've definitely been following the War Eagles um, for the last two years, but not so much this season. You got a pick for uh, Saturday's game? Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to have to go with the Bulls, man, because, you know, I, I played against some boys. They don't stop. Um, I played against some boys the last two years. Um, they they are a nagging team. They never stop. Um, the quarterback is amazing. They run it back. is really good. You know what I'm saying? Um, their defense is solid. I like I like the Bulls. I like the Bulls by – well, I say a touchdown. Pick. Yeah. You got yeah. got one of each. And we know who yeah. Jason's gonna pick, so we won't even we won't even go there. We just yeah, asked him how much. That's great motivation for your team. Honestly, you're talking to I two of the teams that have two of the hardest schedules. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Um I don't know what <laughs> So, um, 
you think that uh, you think that the power ra- we want to talk a little bit about the power rankings because uh, you know of course we've had you know multitude of people you know clashing and you know making their commentaries or whatnot. Give us a general breakdown of of how you do the power ranking systems. Just because again we we've made it clear that we can we can do it a hundred different ways, but you want to try to do a, something collective so that it's not you know picking one stat from the other that puts the team over the top. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, and the way I look at it is, is fundamentally, I believe every team each week that is ranked above the team below it would be favored in a game if they were to play at a neutral field. That's the way I look at it. Now, yep. here's my thing with the Chiefs at number one. At the moment, I believe they won this league. This is their league. They haven't lost yet. So until they get dethroned, I'll reevaluate that situation. Uh, but everywhere else, that's generally how I look at it. And I don't look at just this year any specific stat. I look at the organization as a whole. I look at record, you know, obviously how they're playing in the games. I look at a lot of film. Last year's stats, you know, that's not fair to some newer teams, but some newer teams don't have taint on them that they have to overcome either. So it works out for them sure. as well. Mm-hmm. And – and At Raj, the beginning of the season, uh, I did a power. Uh, I did a poll uh, mm-hmm. in the owners group, and I did yeah. a poll in the uncut pages. Uh, that's how I determined the preseason rankings, and from there, I've gone basically based on how the games have gone and how the teams have looked. That's fair enough. I mean, you know, like I said, we you know we could do it over you know points versus you know for and against there's you know percentage there's all kinds of different ways you can do it but you know we just kind of want to give it a cohesive look as opposed to just trying to 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 fixate on one stat that says you know that's how the rankings just so thanks for clearing that up and thanks for making uh it known how it's done so that uh if anybody has any questions we can just refer them back to this show (laughs) there you go perfect Um, so, uh, Raj, what do you think about these, uh, these, uh, the, the, the power ranking system? Do you think it's, I mean, you know, a lot of people say it's not even necessary. I think it's just one of these fun things to add. It adds a little bit of competitiveness to, to the league. I mean, you know, we got our own group and they talk, they talk in there to fire each other. up. <laughs> but, um, well, what do you think? The power ranking is, it's pretty, it's pretty accurate, you know, um, of course, I feel like we should be ranked higher, but I mean that's every team. We haven't played a a a, a, a league game yet, so well, we you're definitely going to go weekend. up or down this week. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so uh, we just got to. My my outlook on it is just keep winning, just keep winning. Yep. And you're gonna keep moving up. You keep winning, you're gonna get in the playoffs. You keep winning, you're gonna be in the championship. No matter what. The power ranking says no matter what the other teams are in front of you, just keep winning. Win the games in front of you, and there's no if, there's a buts about it where you need to be. Yep. Um, and and Jason, um, we started talking about the Miracle City Cougars. Uh, throw your two cents in there. I know you you got your eye on them as well. Yeah, great organization from what I've seen so far. Um, funny story about the power rankings when I was doing it in the off season. I didn't know much about them because they were new. 
I actually jumped in two spots specifically because of how organized they were at the owners' meeting. Nice. <laughs> like Shane was talking about earlier, they came nine, ten deep. They had binders ready to go. They had something to say about every rule, every comment. They were on top of their game, and they were very serious, and that's something I like to see as a player. Great. And uh, how do you feel about uh, the matchup with the Tar Heels this weekend? I think the Tar Heels are hungry. They got a bye week the first week. They had a matchup against the Cobras, which I previously played a couple years ago. They were a great team. I'm sure they were amped up for a great game, and then they didn't travel as well. So, if anything, I think the Tar Heel players are going to overcome just because they're more established. They've been around. Uh, I think that they're going to hold up better uh, against adversity. And more than anything, they're just more hungry right now. Well, we're definitely going to find out. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, I wish I could watch it live stream, that's for sure. But I, I'll hope to catch it later in the evening. <laughs> uh, it may it may be live stream. We're working on a couple of things right now. Um, so it's possibly going to be live stream. I'll let you guys know. Okay, great. All right, uh, is, there, uh, is there anything that you guys want to talk about? I want to give you guys a few minutes here each to, uh, you know, to, to talk about your organization, to give everybody your social media address, your contact information uh, for tickets to upcoming games. So uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Raj. Uh, go ahead and uh, give everybody the lowdown on the Space Coast Tar Heels, where they play at, and how they can get in touch and get some tickets to your next, uh, to your next game. Uh, the Space Coast Star Hills, we play over here in Titusville at Astronaut High School. Um, it's 800 War Eagle Boulevard, Titusville, Florida. Um, the tickets you can buy online at sptarhills.com. Um, that's also our website. Our Facebook is uh, Space Coast Star Hills Football Team on Facebook. We also have an Instagram, which is also Space Coast Star Hills. Um, my, the team phone number is 321. 321- Six zero seven zero two three five. That is the, the direct line to the team, um, the team personal number, and of course my number is three two one five two seven five two nine forty seven fifty five. Great, you guys. Uh, you guys got any uh, merchandise swag for sale? Yeah, we have. Uh, we we have uh, team T shirts. Uh, we do special order hoodies. Uh, with your special player, your your player name and number on the back, or you can customize it with just your name. And then we also have uh, fan jerseys. Great, great. Um, well, I can't, you know, I can't uh, thank you enough for choosing the FCFL this year. We, uh, you know, we're, we put ourselves out there so that we can accommodate teams like yourself and and Jason that are, you know, well organized that that wanna you know, have that professional look, that professional attitude, uh, and, and still maintain that amateur status. So again, our hats off to you, sir, and your organization. And we look forward to, uh, seeing, uh, that game against the Cougars this weekend. Awesome. Man. Thank you. And I want to thank the, the, the league and everybody in the league for putting it together. And we got something special here. Let's keep it growing. Yeah, I agree, Raj. And, uh, you know, like I said, we, we you know, my number's out there. I, I, I talk to anybody and everybody. Um, I'm trying my hardest to dig into Georgia, Alabama. I really want to, I really want to see us grow in a, in a manner that, uh, 
is uh, is as positive and respectful and as professional as we can possibly be, but yet still have that homegrown, community-driven attitude. So thank you again, Raj. All right. Thank you. We'll catch you this weekend, Raj. Good luck, and uh, we'll talk at you next week, man. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, Jason, uh, your time now. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, give everybody the lowdown on the Florida War Eagles, uh, what you do, how can, you can be contacted, and uh, all your your info. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the time to do this. And, uh, you know, as you previously mentioned, we have the Florida War Eagles. We're going into our third year as an organization this year. Uh, it's definitely been an upward climb. For sure, as an organization, I came in pretty young. I'm still one of the youngest uh, owners. Anyone who's been at a meeting with me knows I'm one of the feistiest as well. Uh, definitely passionate about making sure <laughs> semi-pros are done the right way. Uh, you know, turning this into what it could be, you know, an opportunity, a stage, a platform for guys to chase their dreams and not be uh, what it was and uh, what it was, you know, the path it was going down. I definitely appreciate the FCFL having us this year. I see a lot of uh, upward trends going on, that's for sure, especially things like this show even. Uh, you know, usually when I have an issue, things are handled appropriately quickly. So hats off to the league, definitely, for sure. Uh, as far as our organization is concerned, we do play at the East Lake Sports Complex. We work very closely with the youth program there. Uh, the location is 3555 Old Keystone Road in Tarpon Springs, Florida, 34688. If you wanted to get in contact with us, you can definitely do it on our Facebook page, Facebook dot com forward slash Florida War Eagles. Uh, you can get us on Instagram uh, at War Eagles Football at our website uh, www.floridawareagles.com. Uh, you can also check us out on YouTube, our channel Florida War Eagles. So definitely catch us uh, just about any platform you need. That's for sure. Uh, we only um, charge five dollars for our home games. We uh, brought that down this year to try to accommodate, get more spectators out there. So it's the Absolutely. best show you'll get for $5 on a Saturday night. I can promise you that. Come on out. <laughs> That's great. And, uh, you know, Jason, again, our hat's off to you and your organization for running a tight ship there. Uh, again, you know, I, I, I won't say it enough that, uh, you know, the, the reason we were formed is, is to try to accommodate the teams that want that that discipline and want that that championship caliber uh, run organization. And, uh, you know, I, I, I made this statement in, uh, in our owner's page group that uh, you guys make it easy for us as a league. It, it's, it's sometimes, you know, and nothing's perfect. And, and even at the, you know, the highest level, nothing's perfect. But when, when, teams follow the procedures and the rules and everything and don't try to stretch it and bend it and make it work for their advantage. Um, it makes it easy for us. So our hats off, um, you know, organizations that keep their, keep their, uh, their integrity in check, uh, makes it real easy work for us. So thank you again. And, uh, good luck this weekend on that big matchup game of the week. Can't wait to see the highlights from that game. Uh, Shane, anything left uh, to say to uh, Jason before we send him on his way? No, that's about it. Just uh, play football. 
Anyone right. wants to see that game, you can do it on our YouTube page at Florida War Eagles. It'll be up Sunday night. Perfect, Jason. Thank you very much. And once again, good luck. And uh, we'll talk at you uh, Monday night. Appreciate it, sir. Y'all have a good night. Thank you. Have a good night, Jason. All right, Shane. Back to our uh, regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> we got about 35 minutes left or so. And, you know, like I said, uh, we're cruising right along. We're We're right in the in the zone where we wanted to be, we're catching up to, you know, we can have your fans call in if they want to, uh, if anybody wants to give Shane a, uh, a question or, uh, uh, you know, a pick for a future game so that you can bet in Vegas with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the number to call in, uh, as a guest is six, four, six, five, six, four, nine, eight, zero, nine. So, um, again, 646-564-9809 is the number to call in if you uh, got any questions for us. Uh, but let's get, into, uh, let's get into next week's picks, man. I know we didn't do any commercials this week. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, I had, uh, ha- have a sponsor going to chop me this week, but next week we'll, we'll have a few breaks in there. Yeah, I was just updating the phone number on the site so people can call in right now. Um, okay. Let's get to it. All right, so we got the Palm Beach Outlaws versus the Cowboys. Outlaws are two and zero versus Cowboys that are one zero. Playing down in West Palm Beach. It's gonna be a good um, game. Yeah. A high-powered Outlaws offense, averaging four hundred yards a game. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take the Outlaws. Okay. Okay. How many points? Said, How many points you got? Points twenty eight to six. Okay. Not I would have not even sure if we also have a kicker. Okay, yeah, well I would I would have said twenty one, but you know, I uh I'm not a I'm not a betting man and I don't wanna get into the picks because I don't wanna, you know, have yeah. any controversy. <laughs> but yeah. I'd say not. uh fourteen to twenty one points either way. Um yeah. Would be safe. As I said before, the second one was the Tar Heels and the Cougars. I had already picked the Cougars. Oh yeah. To upset the yeah. That's how many points you got there? Oh, that one's gonna be a close one. That's within three to six points. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree. That's gonna be a tight game within one touchdown for sure. Uh. And then you had the Orlando Phantoms. Against the bye week, I took the bye week by twenty. Yeah, yeah, that's a safe bet. That that'd be a game yeah. I would bet on though. <laughs> this week. Yeah. Um, you have the Raiders versus the Reapers. I'm gonna take the Reapers on this one. Uh, I know the Raiders have been going through a lot. They're getting everything together. Um, seeing some videos, it looks like they're getting it all together. I just yeah. don't think they'll be ready for this week. The great thing about this game is that they're both all winning. Somebody's going to get their first win. So, yep. Somebody's getting that's their positive first note. Somebody's going to get yeah. their first W in the FCFL Saturday between yeah. the Raiders and the Reapers. So. I'm taking the Reapers. Okay. Um, fair, fair pick. Fair pick. 
you know, Bulls versus War Eagles. We went over this with the War yep. Eagles on the phone. Mm-hmm. I picked the War Eagles. Uh, so then we mosey on down to the south here. And you got the Chiefs, <laughs> a.k.a. the champs. Still the champs. It's their league. So uh, I'm taking the Chiefs yep. over the Vultures. I'm thinking okay. at least mm-hmm, 21-14. Okay. Not by a lot, just a little. All right. Well, the vultures play the Chiefs kind of tough. So, yeah, I was gonna say the vultures have been showing, you know, defense. They've held the team six nothing, twelve to six. So, I mean, they've only had twelve points scored on them in two games. So, on the on the counter side of that, they've only scored twelve points. So. Um. Okay. Yeah. No, I think everybody expects the Chiefs to win that one. So, uh, you know, they've been. Uh, They've loaded up heavy on their roster this past week, so I would, you know, be a safe bet. I would probably be a safe bet, yeah. Barracudas and the next matchup, yeah. Barracudas versus Tigers. I'll take the Barracudas. Okay. I know how Tim Miller does his football and. I don't see Tim losing this game. And they travel. They travel to Fort Myers, so. Yeah. Even on the road. I think this will be their – I think this is the Tigers' first home game, so. That's good. It would be good for them because some of them younger guys don't always travel with the team, so, I mean, it might work out a little better. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And you got the uh, you got the two and Saints versus the Mortals. Yeah. Um, I'll take the Saints. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know that's a it's a safe bet. I mean, they're two and O. You know, and Mortals yeah. are, you know, they were zero and two. You know, uh, but that's their first home game as well, so they'll be fired up. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be at that game. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go early and I'm gonna do some, you know, owner interviews and I'm gonna do a little bit of this and that. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I was really bummed when the uh, when the Immortals left and went to the FFA um, for a couple reasons. You know, I, I was bummed that I felt like I failed them, uh, and it may not have been me, but you know, I'm responsible for the league, so I take everything personal. Um, but you know, I call this the end of the earth. <laughs> if people don't know where we live down here in Homestead of Florida city, it is the end of Florida before you go to the Keys. So there's nothing here. It's a great place. Yeah. It's beautiful. And the weather's beautiful. That's why I live here because quite frankly, I haven't found any better weather in the, in the country. So, <laughs> but, uh, I'm excited. I, I was, I would literally, uh, you know, gave a hoo to to myself when they wanted to come back, when they petitioned to come back to the league. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I love football. I played uh, hockey uh, and roller hockey probably, you know, up until I was like 36, 37 years old. So I know what a lot of these guys, you know, are going through. Matter of fact, uh, I wanted to make a comment when both of the owners were on the phone uh, on the show with us about um, 
a piece that I seen in one of the Cougars highlights, I believe it was. And if I'm wrong, somebody correct me later and I will stand corrected. But I, I'm, I'm almost positive it was the Cougars video at the end. The videographer uh, was doing a little bit of the interviews with some of the players and the coaches and whatnot. And one of the guys stood up there and said, you know, he was in his early 30s and he didn't have the chance in high school. He didn't have the college chance. You know, we we all get busy living life, raising kids, whatever the the deal is. And he was really, you could see it and hear it, you know, in his face and in his voice. You could could tell how elated he was to be able to be uh, living out his dream and being able to play the game at the level that, that you guys provide. So, you know, for me, that's a huge, you know, uplift and a motivating factor to, to um, seal the deal, so to speak, or to, to validate what we've set out to do because you guys facilitate the players and we facilitate you. And that's really what this is all boils down to. It's the players, the owners, and then the management of their other. And it should work in, in a unison, you know, harmony. And uh, again, you know, we're not for everybody and everybody's not for us. There's nothing personal about that. It's just, <coughs> excuse me. It's just the way life is. Um, it's no different than the military. The military doesn't take anybody and everybody. You have to pass a certain standard to get into the military or, mm-hmm. or any high paying job for that matter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't just hand out those hundred thousand dollar jobs. Well, if some of these, uh, politicians have their way, they'll be, <laughs> they're going to give people money that don't want to work you know i don't understand the mentality of that but that's a whole different talk show <laughs> um uh, but when, uh the schedule is a little altered here it has um a few game a uh, few mixes up on it but uh there is one more game and it's the soldiers versus the riots yes yes let's cover that i meant to i meant to do that but we left it for last which is good because it shows that we're not playing favoritisms to your team no, I never play favors to my team. But um, I don't know. What, what do you think? What's your input on this? Um, well, we'll give a little bit of a breakdown. Last week, uh, the War Eagles traveled to the Rise, and there was a miscommunication between the uh, sheriff's office and the township police division of who had the authority to uh, secure the game properly for the township's ordinance or or rules. And we tried as a league, we tried as owners to get that game to happen last week at that field. Actually, we had tried to move it to your field, to your home field and get the referees even offered to drive the referees. And I think there was only two or three maybe that would do it. So, what we decided to do, which it, it, it worked out perfectly because the rise had a buy this week or, or was it you guys had the buy? The rise had the buy. We had a forfeit. Okay. And you had the Tampa game or whatnot. So it worked out so that your buy would go last week <laughs> uh, with their buy. And then now you guys are replaying the game on your home field um, this Saturday. So, yeah. 
kudos to making this game happen and not a forfeit. Uh, hats off to uh, both organizations for for bending over backwards and uh, you know doing their due diligence to make this game happen. So um, I like it. You know, again, I think this is a a great example for a, a solid veteran team to um, you know get in and uh, and and show a young uprising team how to be competitive and how to be professional. I'm, I'm not saying by any means that uh, the rise aren't. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that um, your team and your organization is a solid one to look up to. And, you know, they're going to come in and they're going to play hard, but uh, I, I'm sure you guys will, uh, you know, do what you got to do. We'll give it everything we got to, to try to, like I said before, try to go one and oh. We got a caller. Uh, let's bring him in and see, see who we got. It's a 944 number, so it's a, it's a Broward number. So. Broward. That's probably Chris. Hey, Curry. caller. Who are you and how are you doing tonight? Welcome to FCFL Live. Caller, are you there? I'm here. Who is this? Hey. This is uh this is the Broward Outlaws giving a call in. DeBarris oh, James. DeBarris James, Broward how are we doing Outlaws. tonight? Hey, how's it going, fellas? I thought it was the Palm Beach Outlaws. Well, they go both. Yeah, P- Pompano Beach. We we cover Broward County, you know. <laughs> how is life in uh Pompano? Actually you you don't live in Pompano, but you work in uh, play in Pompano. So, how are things yeah, going up there tonight? Things are going pretty good in Pompano. Uh, we just had a very energized practice. Uh, you know, we're trying to uh, prepare for this weekend's uh, game. You know, hopefully we can go out and and do what we've been doing right now. We're two and zero, and uh, we're pushing to be three and zero. Yeah, you guys have had a great start. Uh, we talked a little bit about your uh, your opening game as well as uh, last week's game, and now that you're here, uh, give us a little bit of insight about those Tigers because we see some uh, we see some shi- uh, uh, we seen some see some signs of of greatness yet to come. Well, let me tell you, uh, people. They can really underestimate these young guys with the Lee County Tigers, but, you know, I really take my hats off to them. These guys are young. They're energized. I call them jackrabbits because these guys are like, you know, they're, they're like bunny rabbits on the field, man. Like, we, we, we went out there, you know, we, we kind of had the big head because we had a, a big win on season, uh, week one. And yeah, uh, we do. got out there with these guys. Yeah, man, these guys came out, and it was just like, hold up. You know, we got to put on our sneakers and tie them up now, you know. But um, very energized. What I can say about this this, this team is they've come a long way um, as far as uh, attitude-wise. And I can say that, that Trina uh, Atkins, the owner of the team, she's really turned those guys around. They, they really show a lot of discipline. And, you know, that that's what the league stands for, you know, discipline and, and really, you know, showing determination and, and going out there and doing what you have to do. But I mean, I, I see these guys winning, you know, a few games. Uh, like I said, they're young. They're young. They have a lot of talent. And, um, you know, they just need to be coached right, and, and they can actually uh, make an impact. I was uh, highly impressed by their quarterback. Uh, young man's yeah. quite an athlete. Yeah, he is. Very fast. He's quick. Um, he has great vision. 
Um, he's going to surprise a lot of people. I can tell you that much. Um, great. Um, uh, anything else that you want to uh, talk about, uh, either as the owner of uh, the Outlaws or as the president of the South uh, FCFL? You know, uh, we talked a little bit about a couple of the struggles we had uh, last week with the the uh, the um, soldiers and the rise game, and we managed to get that worked out. And we were just discussing that. Uh, tell Shane, uh, tell Shane what you uh, what you're thinking about that game this weekend. Well, let me tell you something, man. One thing I can say, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take off my owner's hat and put on the uh, president's hat. One thing I can say about the league is that we really have a very, very strong base, meaning the the board members. And, and a lot of people don't know this is an owner's league. So you have board members that, that own teams. And, you know, they have their assistants that really step up, you know, people like Shane. They really step up and they make a great impact on the league. And that's what makes the league what it is today. So, you know, we had, we had a little hiccup and everyone came together. You know, like I always say, Monday through Sunday through Friday, you know, we're all friends and family. On Saturday, we're at war, and at, at 11 p.m., we're back friends and family again. So everybody really came together and, and, and made this thing possible, and I'm glad this game is going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, everybody's uh, ecstatic, not just the rise and the uh, – and the soldiers, I think everybody uh, down the pike can can say that, you know, we just didn't throw in the towel and say, yeah, you know, take the forfeit. It's not what we're about. It's not what we want. We don't like seeing those forfeits in there. It's not the way it should be. And again, you know, we'll, we'll tighten up a little bit in the offseason with some, you know, new, new uh, regulations on new teams forming to get into the FCFL. We're, we're going to want to see a little bit more, you know, uh, financial preparedness so to speak to to put things lightly to to make sure that they can you know endure a a 11 week season it it's i know from the outside a lot of these guys look and go damn man i could own a team i could do this and it's easy to say you know and we and we talked to roger uh, about it earlier and I think you were a player owner at one time too, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That is correct. I was. I was. So, I, I uh, let me let me put my my Broward Outlaws hat back on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I became a Broward Outlaw in uh, 2000. Um, you know, little do people know the Broward Outlaws are were the oldest are the oldest semi pro team in the state of Florida. Um, started in 1987. Um, wow. as the Broward Bears, and in 1989, switched names to the Broward Outlaws under Jim Williams. And, you know, all the way up into 2004, two, I'm sorry, 2003, uh, that's when we won our last championship against uh, Fort Myers. Um, I was a part of that team who won our championship. That's when uh, he took ill and kind of, you know, put the team in hiatus for a season. You know, and I had, we had words, we talked, and he said, you know what, I want you to, to, to continue the team. And, you know, 2004, 2005, I went ahead and took over. And, you know, we, we had a whole other direction. Our direction was to get guys to where they needed to be or wanted to be, you know, through this sport. And people don't know, sports, are, are it's an incentive. You know, it actually helps guys. Exactly. It motivates guys to do what they need to do to get where they need to be. 
So that that's the route we took, and we've had a lot of success stories. A lot of guys that are on different teams throughout, you know, different leagues in the state, they actually came from, you know, the Broward Outlaws. So, you know, again, like I said, we, we, we start off slow at times, and then we pick it up. This year we started off pretty fast, and we plan on accelerating. We don't want to take our foot off the gas. And, you know, we have, a, we have some young players over here, a lot of talent, and, you know, we want to showcase. So we're going we're gonna to continue to move. Like I tell my guys, you know, you move in silence and you show what you have on the field. And that's a model that we've been living by, and that, that's what we're going to continue to live by, you know. But um, like I said, this, this league, um, it, it's a great league. It's, it's a no-nonsense league, and it, it teaches, it shows these players, you know, because the thing is you have to let your players know, you know, in order to, to have a great organization, you have to be disciplined. And you can look in the NFL, whenever there's a problem, what happens? That person is gone. So everyone yeah. pays attention to what goes on. Uh, again, here on this level, you know, the amateur football level, the semi-pro level, these guys have to learn. You know, oh, coach, I want to go to college. Coach, I want to play arena. Coach, I want to go to Canada. I want to work out in the league. Well, listen, the only way you can do that is if you discipline yourself, dedicate yourself, and be determined to get there. You know, and that's that's what we do. That's what the FCFL does, and that's definitely what the Proud Outlaws does. Pumping up these outlaws, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right, and uh, like I said, you know, uh, earlier in the program, it's uh, you know something we've looked at for quite a few years. Uh, we've seen the ranks of semi-pro, adult, amateur tackle football, however you want to label. We've seen the ranks of of these leagues just drop considerable year after year after year. And I remember like I said is 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 as many as 7 years ago looking at it and going, god, isn't there anything we can do to 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 change this? And you know, 5 years going, damn, we can. You know, it's just let's just put a plan in place and let's make it happen. And last year was our 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 inaugural year. We took a lot of heat, but you know what? I don't listen. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me what anybody says or, or talks about us because I know what I do and I know what's true. So, you know, um, six teams or not, we did the best we could do last year. And obviously somebody heard our message because we went from six. You know, we would have been happy with 10 this year, 10, yeah. 12 teams. We would have been happy. But to have over 20 teams contact us and want to be a part of us, it was a little bit overwhelming. But, hey, you know, that's what we were here for. This is what we, this is what we set out to do. So next year, um, which, by the way, this weekend I'm going to open up the 2020 uh, team application process to start the, uh, the courtship, so to speak. Because, yeah. again, we're going to take a, a much – finer eye uh when we uh look at the new teams that come in if you're a team that's been established and you've been around for a while and you have a history we're looking at you we're watching you trust me uh you know who i am you know who the florida football champion league is because i'm all over your social media if you don't see me on your social media send me a shout and i will i will promote you uh you know uh as much as i can without stepping on my league's toes. Uh, but trust me, uh, we want you. We want you in our league, uh, and it doesn't matter what state you're in. 
because we have plans eventually, you know, hopefully someday, who knows how long it'll take, but through hard work, determination, and a mutual vision, we want to unite this uh, amateur adult semi-pro football from coast to coast. We want a cohesive national championship at the end of the year that uh, accumulates in all of the respective teams throughout the, the, the states and comes down here for a you know massive bowl matchup national championship type of uh, battle. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that um, because you know they, they they do have an annual bowl uh, battle here during that uh, MLK weekend in January. Had an opportunity to speak to some of those teams, and you know the, the question was how far up the coast you know does league you know consider will, will consider you know, having teams are traveling. I told them, listen, we're trying to go nationwide. You know, it's not it's not just uh, Florida, but we're trying to go nationwide. So, you know, we're in talks with, with uh, different states, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina, you know, right now. So, again, yeah. I mean, we, we, we know what our vision is as far as the league goes, and, and we're going to go ahead and push it all the way. We're going to push it and push it and push it and push it. And when those wheels fall off, we're going to go ahead and put some new tires on and start pushing. <laughs> we're going to drive it like we stole it. That's how, how That's we got to do it. But we're going to do it not recklessly. We're going to do it with controlled uh, race driving precision. Uh, that's exactly. how we're going to do it. Uh, so we got 10 minutes left. Shane, uh, it's been a great two hours. Um, what else you want to bring up, man? Huh? That's about it. Um, I like hearing that you guys are going to start looking at other teams for next year already. That's a good thing. I mean, I know, I believe you did that last year too, and that's what got a lot of Absolutely. people looking your way. Well, we know you, halfway through the season, teams get. Yeah. They get, you know, teams get, they, they already got their mind made up halfway through the season, what they're going to do. You know, I've already heard rumors of, you know, some teams going to leave here. Well, you know, I can't control that. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to try to court somebody who doesn't want to be here. You know what I mean? I only want teams that, that, that want our vision, that want to, you know, help us, uh, make their dreams and their visions come true. Cause that's what this is all about. This isn't for us. I don't get paid. Nobody gets paid here. Uh, I don't think I'd ever would take a dime unless we had some type of national sponsorship that was given buku dollars like the NFL. But at that point, yeah. um, you know, we'd be paying for all the team's uniforms and all that stuff. So I never stop yeah. sleeping. I'm always looking. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's essential. I think it's essential that we, we, uh, do the courting process early uh, so that by November we have a good core October we have a good core and solid group of what we know we can work with for 2020 2020 we want to make it special obviously for you know a lot of reasons but uh, <clears throat> I just think that uh, it, it's our time you know uh, we didn't touch on this but you know maybe we can talk about it uh, next week and throughout the the upcoming shows is the three new professional football leagues that are coming into play that are going to have to feed off of somebody's system that's already in place. So, um, I, I so. 
<laughs> we're we're there, and we're gonna like I said, we're gonna keep our head down. We're gonna you know mind our business. We're gonna dot our eyes and cross our t's, and we're gonna we're gonna play football, and we're gonna you know try to make good organizations great. We're gonna try to make great organizations even greater, and uh, we're gonna stay humble. Uh, and that's that's just how. You know, we see things. We don't. We don't trash talk. Don't want to trash mouth anybody. Just uh, like I said, there's no reason for it because at the end of the day, like you said, other than game day, we're all brothers. We're all sisters. We got. We're we're all in this game together. And I know, I know, I, I'm speaking to the nation of semi-pro football in Florida. If you're tired of all that rigmarole, you're tired of all the the nonsense. There's an option for you next year and we're here so uh we got about six minutes left uh uh i wanted to cover some players of the week i think i kind of did that a little bit the i think for the uh the cougars i did a shout out to that wide receiver uh awesome catch there was another uh interception in that game too let me find my notes again man i took so many notes and i watched so much game film uh can't thank you guys enough for the game film either. I think Jason touched on that earlier. It's one of the requirements uh, in the NF, uh, FCFL. I almost called it the NFL. Don't want to do that. <laughs> but one of our requirements is to trade the game film, you know. Um, and, and, and I think we only had really one coach that was opposed to it, and the owners, you know, the owners were fine with it, but it was just a coach. And it's kind of an old school thing where, you know, some of those guys in the you know older days just didn't want to trade film and but those days are gone you know everybody's got the camera phone in their pocket everybody's got the ability to videotape so no matter how much you think that you're going to stop and control your game film uh it's almost virtually impossible nowadays so um but we just want to make it you know like i said from the top we want to try to make it as professional as possible all the NFL game film is recorded by the NFL and it's distributed amongst the teams. So, you know, they, they all break down the same game film basically from overhead and uh, hopefully someday we can get that way where we can, you know, have live streams and everybody can just review their own, you know, yeah, stream I mean, later and cut it up. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, end of the day, like you said, certain teams want to do it, certain teams don't. And, I understand both views on it, honestly. I'm, sure. I respect it. It's, you know. it's a thin line. I mean, I understand what it is. Uh, honestly, because a certain team that you know of and I know of and that doesn't share a film. And that's just how nothing is. Yeah. And, and you know, like I said, it, it it's going to end <laughs> – it's going to end sooner or later because, like I said, it, it's just – it's inevitable. No, what, no matter what you could do, you can't hide from the electric eye now. The electric eyes are watching us everywhere we go. So, um, All right, let's uh, – go ahead. There should be a standard on it. There is, and, and like I said, um, you know, we issue fines. Um, if you don't comply by the rules and the dates that those – um, things that are not in compliance by, uh, such as video stats, you get fined. 
and your fines, you know, you have to pay your fines uh, uh, as you go. Otherwise, you don't, uh, you know, you don't get to participate in the uh, the votes. You have to be in good standing, and that's just, you know, it's how it's how every youth organization that I've been, you know, affiliated with, Pop Warner, and whatever. That's just how it goes. If you're fined, you have to pay the fine before you're allowed to uh, continue your voting process within the within the board. Gotta pay the toll before you cross the bridge. I understand. Yep. And uh, so again, uh, great first show. Uh, Debaris, we only got a couple minutes left. Uh, Got a few words left to say. Just uh, give everybody a shout. Good night. Yeah, man. I'd like to shout out to all of the. Owners, uh, staff, players, sponsors, families and friends of, of members of the FCFL, and football all across the nation. You know, football football is football. We're all a football family. But I'd like to give a special shout-out to all of the owners that, that gave us the opportunity to bring them into the FCFL family and, and hopefully we welcome them with open, warm, open arms and, and that they're happy where they are. And like I said, we're going to continue to grow, you know, uh, people get mad, families argue, fuss, and fight, but at the end of the day, they're still family. Um, I wish everyone that has their games this weekend a safe, healthy, um, fun-filled game. Um, you know, I, I wish everyone to that's traveling to have a safe travel, um, to go going to and from, returning home safe. And, um, you know, let's go FCFL. All right, great, uh, great talking with you, Coach and uh, owner and president of the South SESL, FCFL. Uh, uh, we'll be talking at you uh, again. Uh, we'll, we'll end up bringing you on later in the, in the week. But thanks for calling in. We appreciate the call. Again, I would like to reiterate the same thing. Uh, thanks, Shane, for uh, uh, getting on here and hosting this thing with me and uh, co-hosting this thing with me, and uh, we'll keep this ball rolling. Did you have fun tonight, Shane? Oh, yeah. I had fun. Just I had to work out the little kinks. I'll have everything a little more ready next week. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I said, it's the first show, and, you know, we we still kind of getting to know each other a little bit. You know, we, we laugh and joke and behind the scenes. So we just uh, – we'll build this thing as we go, and we'll uh, – you know, we'll have two new guests on next week, and we'll hopefully have some more uh, call-ins. And uh, – I want to say thank you, thank you for everybody for tuning in tonight, and uh, we'll be back next week from nine to eleven uh, Thursday night uh, FCFL live. But again, please go out and support all your local teams. Uh, if you don't know, if you have one in your area, go to the FCFL.football www.fcflfoot.football and check it out and see where your team's at. Okay. We got about 30 seconds, guys. I appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll uh, catch you tomorrow uh, in the in the real world and on the radio. We'll catch you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. You're listening to FCFL Live.
the show that brings you all the stats, weekly breakdowns, interviews, and next week's picks. Enjoy the show as Shane and John bring you all the info inside the Florida Champions Football League. 